You can call me baby, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Another clean sheet for England. Cristiano Ronaldo was among the goals again too. It's Wednesday 9th of September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Vidushin Hunter-Raja. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, it's good to have you with us. Before we get into the show, you already know, you must already know that we have some updates for you with the new season almost upon us. Of course, we're delighted to tell you that we will be continuing to bring you five shows a week with the rotating lineup that you're perhaps au fait with by now. Three of the eight of us each day. And we're also launching a brand new channel. That channel is Football Ramble Presents, and it features weekly episodes of On the Continent, regular episodes of The Book Club, At the Match, and plenty more exciting new shows. Shows. Of course, the first is a brand new shiny episode of On the Continent out tomorrow. Just one more sleep, everybody. 10th of September. So go and search Football Ramble Presents and subscribe wherever you get those pods. Now, gentlemen, with the admin out the way, we move into the that excitement. Was, that was an admin. Marcus, mm. it's very important. When we're talking about the rotating guests, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like a big lazy Susan and we're just kind of like rotating. Because oh, yeah. we're, we're, we're on a big table. It's very circular. Mm. And it reminds me of like a, a fancy Chinese meal. The most impressive table of the round variety I've ever seen was in the, the Great Hall in Winchester. Right. Which they say is the, the table, the knights, where the knights used to sit around, knights of the round table. If it's you still go, a table, fine. But they stuck it on the wall, didn't they? They did stick it on the wall. Yeah, and, and not I, a table anymore. And, uh, and I said, you sort of go, is that the real one? And they sort of go, oh, what, what do you think? It's not the real one. You know, and it's all a bit sort of nudge, right, nudge, wink, wink. Okay, and you go, yeah, all right, yeah. so it's probably not. There was no table, was there? <laughs> were there any knights? Come on. How many knights were there? Because oh. if there were more than six, they'd be in trouble now, wouldn't they? They would be very much exactly. in trouble, yeah, absolutely. And if they did, they weren't from the same household. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but... I don't know, that we should be talking a, about this, actually. It's a huge table. Was it eat out to help out, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Were the knights uh, eating out to help out? Night out to help out. Oh, come on. <laughs> but we had a night in yesterday, of course, watching England versus uh, Denmark. The sixth <laughs> goalless draw in 43 games under Gareth Southgate. Uh, it wasn't. It was a bit crap, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Fish. <laughs> Sixth nil-nil out of forty-three. Mm. It's oh. such a nothing stat that it's des- that this game is deserving of being part of it. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't tell us anything about anything. No. It's a nothing, nothing stat. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, it, it, yeah, I mean, it, it was so nearly the seventh, of course, uh, after that Iceland game. Um, but I, I wonder how seriously some teams are taking this UEFA Nations League compared to last time, of course, because one eye on the Euros next summer, Southgate did talk about trying a different formation and he said some of the players that weren't at the disposal because he had a lot of uh, dropouts, of course, and then the, the two lads who had to... Dropouts and chuckouts. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Pullouts and a sex festival. That's the last orders in Don't Hartlepool, isn't it? pullouts and a sex festival. <laughs> and a sex festival. We don't know what went on. Uh, yeah, Jamish, help me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was... Um... I mean, I don't really mind experimentation. I'm not talking about... I was about to say, what are we talking about now? No. <laughs> um, but there, there were parts of of that game yesterday with England playing that 3-4-3 three, three that was mm-hmm. without the ball, a 5-4-1 and... Yeah, and all that business. Yeah, um, I kind of wondered that... I don't mind the experimentation. I totally yep. understand that. Yep. I, I was. It's interesting because, as you say, they're not taking it as seriously as they did last year because this is the first instance that England have... Mm-hmm. Uh, used four debutants in a competitive match since something like the 60s. Yeah. Which, uh, sorry, uh, 1962. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
and it speaks to me that they just didn't really regard it as a competitive match. Otherwise, they wouldn't mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have done that. Then four years later, what happens? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a very, very good point. Very Hello, well. Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> we won the World Cup in Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty degree heat. <laughs> And it, and it was because of that game yeah. yesterday in Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. Gibraltar managed three shots on target against Denmark. Yeah. And we managed one. <laughs> just was it just the one? I think, I think maybe it was, it was two. A, was it? Okay, I think right. we got up to two. Good on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it was two, yeah. Uh-huh. But, I, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I don't, I don't mind the experimentation because... You know, you, you, it works both ways, doesn't it? Either, either Southgate looks at that and thinks, thinks as I thought, in that, it's it's a fine formation if England have their full full players mm-hmm. at their disposal, um, but the limitations of those players yesterday was quite evident in the system mm-hmm. they played. Or the and, lack of any, uh, lack of experience. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And, and and similarly, if we're you know, but when you experiment, you find out things that you don't want to do again, and you might know that there are certain players that yeah. we need um, for that system to work. And when so specific players are not there, for example, I think Carl Walker mm-hmm. would be really good on that right side when you've got. Alexander Arnold as the marauding wing back mm-hmm. and definitely need, definitely need a left sided mm-hmm. a left footed player rather mm. doing that left wing back role when you don't have those players that mm. that you're disposed of that's probably not the one that, that not the system that you're gonna gonna use you mm. know? yeah no I know what you mean I mean it was a, it was a big ask for uh, for for Calvin Phillips playing in the centre uh, of midfield for his England debut and also again w- w- with with Declan Rice who I think at the moment is still probably not. Fully up to speed, you know, in terms mm. of starting for, for England in centre midfield, even though like he Dyer has Cordy, done. Phillips, Gomez, Rice is coming. Uh, right, yeah, so it's, it's a big ask in a, in a dodgy, in a, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a formation that is creeping into fashion. Mm. You know, I know that there's a few teams have, have tried it out in the Premier League and, and so on. Um, Give it Raheem, seemed to be the plan. <laughs> yes, that seems <laughs> that seems to be the sort of the go to for England, yeah. doesn't it, at the moment? Kane nearly scored. That would have been lovely. Another undeserved win right at the end would have been, would have been just a ticket. Um, but, but Cody was very impressive, and it, it was all about the post match uh, interview with Cody, wasn't it? I mean, that delightful mm. Peter. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's what international football's about, isn't it? What, being interviewed in, fr- in front of some um, law good up purse specs? Yes. Yeah, so, sorry, OK, fine. Uh-huh. And we are nailing. <laughs> we are absolutely <laughs> nailing. Never nail purse specs, it will fracture. Well, oh, it's, yeah. it's the time for purse specs, isn't it? It is, yeah, purse specs so, every mm-hmm. year. Between tables at pubs. I yes. imagine the purse specs, uh, the, pers- the use of purse specs is up there with, you know, the use of concrete in China two yeah. years ago, you know. It's always good to have some perspective. Uh, rubbish. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Cody was good, though. He was he was a, a bright spark, of course. And if England, much has been made if England wanted to play a back three, he'd perhaps be one of the men for the job. Um, Jack Grealish came on. He was sort of purring as well. Vish, I mean, he, it was much easier. Can he purr for 15 minutes? I think so. Yeah. It's a bad moment getting your first cap. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's caps yeah. don't really purr for long, do they? No, no. no. Because it depends on what you pricks, basically. Yeah, aren't yeah, they? yeah. <laughs> It's so like, they really make you work for it, and yeah. they they never Cats look. Are pricks. No, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I can't. I, I can't pricks. remember who who said that. It's, it's a well used line, but um, it is. If a cat could talk, it would lie. Yeah, yeah. yeah I firmly like believe that. Yeah, I like that. Just what you said about and this relates to Grealish as well. But what you said about Cody is it's quite an interesting thing with regards to he talked about. Um, you always want to be on England duty when you're on the periphery or when you're on the outside of the group because it looks a lot of fun. And mm. he mentioned that. In the press, everything's England, England, England during the mm. international break, yeah. and you know it, it. It sounded like he was talking about a party that he finally got invited yeah. to. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's what Gareth Southgate has cultivated. Mm. And we're probably at the point now where 
that's about to stop. We're about to stop giving Gareth Southgate credit for yeah. making that environment so welcoming and, and making it so fun because, as we know mm-hmm. from the last 20 years, it, it hasn't been probably since, well, you know, since uh, mm-hmm. Euro 96. And now we're in a situation where we want proper results because we've got players yeah. of a certain level who can play really attractive, engaging football that it can take us so long to bring on a player mm-hmm. like Jack Grealish, given what we know he's capable mm-hmm. of and think of all the absentees from yesterday as well, that we're going to stop giving him credit for essentially turning a crash into like mm-hmm. some kind of really lovely, engaging after-school club. Wipe well. down Actually. those inflatable unicorns. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. Corby hey, Grish, he's coming to town. <laughs> Give us some proper results. I, don't mean, but, I mean, two semi-final appearances, if you do include the UEFA Nations League. I don't, but go on. Okay. <laughs> Ah. I think, well, because beating Spain away in that group, people said, you know, well, Southgate's not sort of beating top opposition. So two that years ago, be, that? Yeah. Uh, was it two years? Yeah, I suppose it was. And France, Belgium and Portugal are putting loads of goals past teams. Mm-hmm. And these are the these are the teams that we were told two years ago that sure. we were up uh, up, with, up with. Absolutely. So yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree with that. I'm just saying in terms of results. So, I mean, Luke was beating the drum that England should be kind of sort of semi-final, final or something like that for the Euros next summer. I mean, I just think you have to wait and see how the draw pans out and, and so on because England... But Southgate's comments about Foden and Greenwood, I mean, we know they've sort of been talked to death, I think. But his comments about um, how from the off the back of the World Cup, he said, you know, you have you, 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 the, the players who are big for him, you know, and he mentioned sort of Kane, Sterling, uh, Trippier. He mentioned Dyer as well. You know, you could chuck Henderson and one or two others, Maguire even into the into the mix of that. And he said, you know, the, the fine work that those players did, building the the, the squad, uh, sort of harmony in the spirit and so on. He said he doesn't want younger players to come in and go, yeah, cheers, nice one, lads. Right, yeah, we'll, we'll turn up and just sort of piss about now. Mm. And that's his challenge I think and this Foden and Greenwood thing is, is quite interesting because do you crack the whip because that could be seen as a little bit unnecessary or do you go a bit leaning and you kind of risk that I mean I, f- I found it interesting that Roy Keane said on, on, the, on the telly last night he said you know Southgate talks about trust of these players he said well trust is a, is a two-way street Peter as you once yes. said and he said that actually as you're a young player you want the manager to, to come out and sort of back you as well so it will be interesting to see what happens but I, I think that Keane was siding on the was on the side of the player who was acting up on international duty well that's why it was weird that I know it surprised me he basically said that <laughs> Southgate shouldn't go in heavy he said they've already had their punishment it's done and as, as, as young players who all misbehave and so on you want the manager to now come say no, I, I think these players are good enough. I stand by them. And Keane was saying, if they're playing well for the, for the club, then that's the end of the debate for him. I think you can you can still do that while reprimanding them, though. Mm. Yeah, I was I just surprised. Take the waistcoat that... off. Say, am I not enough for you, <laughs> gentlemen? <laughs> am I not sexy enough? Yeah, it's it's it, it's true. Do you think mm. he's going to sit them down? And be like, Look, I, I know I, I know I'm getting older, and I know I'm not looking after myself as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, just tell me what <laughs> needs to change. <laughs> Just tell we can me. try. So, look, we can go to the torture garden when we're allowed back in. It's yeah. fine. Look, we'll try different stuff. Uh-huh. We can ask your friend. You ask know. your friend. Yeah. <laughs> what, oh, what, are the, what are the What are the Belgians doing? Right. Let's copy them. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, they're, yeah. Like, they're having a whale of a time, aren't they? Five one against Iceland. I mean, they, they topped the group quite handsomely. I mean, Bashwai is back here. Oh, hello. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's lovely stuff. I mean, there's a lovely shot on his Twitter. There's like seven or eight. It's like that Mar- that first Maradona shot. Mm-hmm. And obviously, break of a free kick. It's not really indicative of what was actually happening. But um, <laughs> There's like seven or eight Icelandic players in mm. in the in yard box, and he's just having a lovely time, <laughs> taking the absolute piss. I wonder if Southgate is quite wary of the Belgian threat, and is in his kind of making sure that the defence is a bit more tight, so when we play against Belgium, we won't get hammered. 
Because Belgium are, cl- I mean, they're late like no- in the third place playoff. We've hit. Yeah, well, Belgium are the, the number one, uh, you know, top of the FIFA rankings, aren't they? Mm. Which uh, I find quite intriguing how they do the ranking. I mean, we've had this sort of chat before. I mean, they didn't get, they didn't even make the last four of the UEFA Nations League. Obviously, they finished third in the World Cup. Obviously- stop saying the UEFA Nations League like it's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> well, it is a thing. Stop trying talking. to make it happen. It's you're not going to happen. They're in the pocket of UEFA Nations League. Yeah, big UEFA Nations League. I We're am. here on the side of big perspex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we've got a divide. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I, I, well, what do you reckon? Of the, I mean, Belgium is surely sort of smelling blood when they think of that England tie next month. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I think that formation that England used yesterday is to counter teams like like Belgium. I mean, it's not going to work, is it? I don't I think <laughs> giving De Bruyne more of the ball is ever a good thing. <laughs> well, um, we'll just sit off them. No, no. But like, so it, when England play Belgium, are we going to assume mm-hmm. that they're going to play the same system that they used yesterday? No, I don't think that. Okay, likely. so you reckon they'll? What formation do you reckon they'll go back to? Well, I don't know. I think that I think he, Southgate said about you know because I thought England have always got to have three in midfield. They've always got to... Ever since Hoddle did that in the sort of late 90s, to me, England should have always kept that and an amount of four, four twos and all the rest of it. They've got to have three in the centre of the pitch because England just get overrun, uh, blah, 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 blah. I've said that so many times. So a three, five, two, maybe. You do sacrifice a winger, probably Sancho. Uh, I, but I don't think Sancho's done a huge amount in an English no. show. He's obviously a very promising player. He's been brilliant in the Bundesliga, and, and my goodness, he's going to have a great career. He's already having a great career. But I, I think it probably is worth the sacrifice, to be perfectly honest with you. Even if you had Rice and... Well, Dyer now is a defender, isn't he? Although I, I think he's actually done okay in that, in that midfield position. But you have, I don't know... Winks and Henderson with, with somebody in front of them who's a bit more tacking or you have Winks as the pivot and, and Henderson and another shuttler in there. Deli Alley maybe if he mm. comes back, somebody like that. Mm. Um, so it could look very different, that England side, uh, next month, you know, for the friendly against Wales and then the game against Belgium. Yeah, Carragher said something really interesting on Sky yesterday. Um, and, and it was interesting because he said it so unequivocally. Mm. But he was like, England just can't play two at the back. England needs to play three at the back. Yeah, and, and they need three in the middle of the pitch as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're kind of, you know, that's <laughs> six players suddenly. I, I, we've got four other players to work with. Essentially, there. I want to play a 5 3 3. That's what I want to do. Yes, yeah. So maybe we just sacrifice Pickford. Maybe that's the way. <laughs> yeah, like in ice hockey where they pull the goalkeeper. Why don't we do that? Yeah, I think that has to be the way. Yeah, Pickford is like, he just plays as a sweeper. They've still got the keeper shirt on, obviously. You've got to have a Maguire goalie. can go in goal, can't he? Yeah, he, he can. He can, be, he can be rush goalie. Yeah, I think so. He's like built like. Um, do you remember Goldeneye where he could do Donkey Kong mode? Oh, yeah. Where yeah. he's got like little bodies with big heads. Big. <laughs> kind of Harry Maguire's built a little bit like yeah, that. Yeah, that could be him. If, you've got, if you're looking at the keeper, if you're looking to give the keeper the eyes, you're just kind of like, well, I mean, you're looking at that massive head and you go, mm. I'm, I'm just going to hit his head, aren't I? He's massive. Yeah, yeah you'd massive. like. And because his eyes would be so big, because mm. presumably they're proportional with the head, yeah. you mm-hmm. would just be looking into one eye. <laughs> yeah, you can't your eyes yeah. into one Too of his far eyes. away. Apologies for anybody who has a big head. <laughs> um, uh, myself included. Or a swollen one. Uh, <laughs> what about the world champions, eh? It was a repeat of the 2018 World Cup final last night. 4-2 to France, same scoreline. Yeah. Quite pleasing, isn't it? It was It was pleasing because they had like 50% possession each. Yeah. Uh, same off-target goal attempts. Five corners each. It was just kind of really evenly matching the stats, but yeah. obviously an exact repeat of what we uh, saw before. I think so. The moment of the, I'd say the whole evening in the international roundup, as we're not calling it the UEFA Nations League, um, was that uh, Dayan Lovren touch onto his left foot. Mm. Maybe he is the best player in the world. I, best <laughs> I, used, to th- I used to think he was an idiot. Oh, my but goodness. Going on like he, is. he took that magnificently well. <laughs> it just, 
maybe that's the confidence. You know, he, he is it a very was Burkham best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was, he's so so confident and says so many things. And yeah. then he did that, and I was like. Maybe I'm the idiot. Yeah. Maybe I'm the one who's wrong here. Uh, 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 brilliant uh, goal. Rifled it into the corner. I mean, the, the French equaliser, I think it was the equaliser from Griezmann, was, was a lovely move, wasn't it? That was very, very pleasing indeed. Uh, also pleasing to see Olivier Giroud, so often not among the goals, getting mm. his 40th international goal. You think, oh, that's, that's, that's quite a lot. Um, or, or he's got 11 off Thierry Henry uh, at the top of uh, France's goal-scoring chart. They love him. One behind Platini. Yeah. yeah. Olivier Giroud. <laughs> Look, I, it just works. It's just when when you're not looking, he scores. I think. But the and then he doesn't say anything about it. You go, did you just score a goal? And he was like, Shh. <laughs> I was I was having this conversation um, with someone maybe a couple of months ago now, and I I don't think we'll ever be able to mm. d- to discuss even how how good Giroud is because there are so many up and downs. That yeah, he's. <laughs> just a nonsense of a player <laughs> because, because someone someone said this a while ago but he could show his kids um mm. you know highlights of his goals and they must think you're the best player in the world yeah. it's got some absurd goals yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, 40 international goals now I understand he's not a one in two man it's a lot of caps there but it is quite phenomenal and he's as you say he's one of those sort of forwards is a bit of an enigma if you think someone uh, say an, an English version like Emil Heskey and you think you know people would say what he brought to the team and so on he'd pop up with the odd sort of uh, big goal but in 62 England internationals Heskey got seven goals mm. and that does tell the story yeah. of his goal scoring record if you, if you see what I mean but, but Giroud as you say he just <laughs> It's like it's like um, I mean, you would, Podolski is probably another one who, mm. who, who who did whose goals record on um, for his clubs wasn't as anywhere near as as good as as German performance. But it's just yeah. like it so rarely happens this kind of stuff. But sometimes you just fit into a system that has been played for a long time, and it's good to see um, players like uh, Marshall coming on as well, who yeah. who who are who are starting to cement his his place in the side because he he just he has been excellent in the French mm. side. Well, what about Eduardo Camavinga, mm. Peter? Talking about players coming on. What is he, 17? Uh, France's youngest player in over a century? No, Marshall's 16, so that's fine. Is he? Oh, is he still? <laughs> still a prospect. I just, yeah. France is just the, the endless production line. It's <laughs> showing off players. Mm. It's phenomenal. I mean, they really could dominate uh, world football for a while, like Spain did, but then. You never know. As we see in the 21st century, when the World Cup comes around, mm. it is quite fashionable, and I will use the word fashionable, for the champions to go out in the first round. Yeah. And I'd like them to keep up that tradition. It is quite, um, quite distressing as well, because the one thing you used to rely on is them having a big training ground bust up with the first week of a major tournament. Yeah. And they seem to have stopped that. Yeah, we need to, yeah, some sort of inception there. I think, yeah. if, I think Pogba's, you know, he could be involved in that, incept it in his mind somehow. Maybe that's, maybe that's the way England win a major tournament. They just start like this wicked whispers mm. in other in other groups, you know, on other training camps. Yeah, I think mm. that's the way forward. Uh, Portugal beat Sweden 2-0. 101 international goals for Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, he said that he's after Ali Dai's record uh, in, in the men's game. Um, and my goodness, as if anyone was going to doubt him. And I, I can re- vividly remember when he was on about 80 international goals. And we were like... Oh, he's still quite a bit off, but you wouldn't put it past him. I mean, it's well, just, it sounds so ridiculous that we even doubted for for. A brief oh, I mean, moment. like who's 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 second in like it's like Eusebio and um, sort of Pele's uh, up there, isn't he? And well, Gerd Pelé's up, no, he? for like I mean, for 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 for. Oh, I see. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Just, just he's just he's, he's hacked them to death. <laughs> 
<laughs> in a translucent Mac. Yeah. Because he is a little bit like, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Patrick Bateman. He's <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Which one's Patrick Bateman? He's from American, American Psycho. Psycho. Oh, okay. You can see him listen to Huey Lewis and those as he just does you say be your dirty. <laughs> Well, yeah, after l- looking at himself in the mirror while he scores his goals. Yeah. After yeah, yeah. football, Peter, he will need a brand new drug. <laughs> I think we can say for the Huey Lewis and the news fans out there. But um, he'll go on to, he will go on to score more goals uh, for an uh, international level post 30 than he did before he was 30, which is that's how phenomenal. many how many record how many people have done that before? Not many, not many. If at all. No. Uh but yes, I mean that second goal of his, it just sort of wafts it into the net, you know, it's just it's absolutely it fantastic. Yeah, it was fantastic. Like, uh, it, it, like Joe Felix hitting Portugal's like mm. 50th shot at uh, it was Olsen in that, wasn't it? Um, and uh, Olsen just sat on the floor going, "What are you doing? Like, why, <laughs> why have my defenders done me like this?" Because he's he just he just he was so busy in that match, and he made some really really decent serves. Yeah. But yeah, you ain't going to keep them out. Did, yeah. you, did you see a bit of Shea Given in his eyes? Oh, yeah. Shea Given, Martin Dubravka, all that. <laughs> all, the, all the hits. Lionel yeah. Perez. Lionel Perez. Never never dirtied his boots, but still, <laughs> he didn't fancy it. Did you see Ronaldo's apparently signed a £1 million deal to appear in a Compare the Market ad? Oh, fair dues, right. Okay. They, yeah. they, they do some deep pockets, little mix and, and, and one of the world's greatest footballers. Yeah, it goes perfectly together. A, a source. And I do stress a source uh, said this about it. Cristiano has never won to turn down a money-spinning deal and jumped at the chance to earn this dosh for what it is. Essentially, an afternoon or so's work. Compare the market, love a big-name signing, so we're delighted to get this one over the line. Hang on a minute, you've just sort of revealed where the source was there towards the end of that <laughs> know, yeah. You sound like an employee. Yeah. Also, who, yeah. T- who talks like that? It reminds me of like a... <laughs> There was a story in the tabloids ages and ages ago about um, a woman whose husband had left her for a for a vampire, cool. basically. All right. And the quote at the end was, "Would you take him back?" And she apparently said, "No." She would say, "Fangs, but no fangs." <laughs> and I was like, "Did she bollocks say that? Say that? Did she say cool, that? She said that." Fangs, but no fangs. Christy, like who says money spinning deal? Yeah, <laughs> jumped at the chance. A sauce. Dave in the newsroom. <laughs> Love that. Right. What a way to finish the first half, gentlemen. Mm. Welcome back, everybody, to the second half. Oh, baby, it's time for this. We concentrate on the topics. We're pretty good to many topics today. That's right, it's time for the topics, everybody. You can sign anyone for your club, but they can't be a player. Who would it be and what would they be doing? Mm, uh, Lorenzo on Twitter, excellent name, excellent tweet. I have had an epiphany. Ben Stiller as Man United's kit designer. Except it's not a dream, it's actually become a nightmare reality. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what? I know I know two separate people who don't know each other right. who've bumped into Ben Stiller asking for directions in Central Park. Oh. Isn't that cool. odd? That's, that, that is weird. That is quite odd, isn't it? He just hangs around in Central Park. He must do. Yeah. He must do. Well, one of, the, one, one of my friends said that uh, he's, he's, he's walking around Central Park and he, just, he was a bit lost and he just saw this guy and said, hello, chap. I'm a good man. Uh, I'm an Englishman in New York and... Yeah. Uh, um, uh, you know, you need to go to here or whatever. And, the, and and as he started explaining, he sort of looked at him. He's thinking, "It's bloody Ben Stiller, that." Yeah. And then he, and then he, he, Ben Stiller sort of realised that he realised who he was, and he was yeah. like, "Oh, thanks, mate." And then Ben Stiller sort of shuffled away, yeah. and a few people looking around. Is that Ben Stiller? And then he was gone. He disappeared. He lives under a bridge. <laughs> he must do. And it pops out when he thinks <laughs> someone needs directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fascinating. He eats pigeons. 
Fascinating. Uh, <laughs> ben Stiller eats pigeons he in gets, Central Park. He gets ten pigeons to chase him, and whoever catches him gets the... Yeah. <laughs> that is an off-air joke. That's an off-air reference, Vish, that we cannot get into. All oh, right. I, I'm, on, I'm none the wiser either, Good. ladies and gentlemen. Good. All I'm, I'm saying is I'm, I'm glad. looking forward to Walter a, Mitty too. A story I once told. <laughs> I interviewed him for... Are you going to share this? ...for Walter Mitty. No, you can't. Oh, no, okay. no. No. Uh, but well, uh, I interviewed him for the junket for Walter Mitty, and he and Ben Stiller gave me an idea for a film, which I shall not be revealing on here. Why? I may tell you off air. What? Well, just saying. There's too much chat off just air, here, ladies and just gentlemen. Saying. I have no idea. But Vish, you've got something to say. Yeah, I've got on air an online chat from Suckomatic oh. Method on Twitter. As a United fan, I would hire Gordon Ramsay as the demotivational coach. <laughs> Nothing would counter Ole's annoyingly optimistic post-game interview after a 1-1 draw than Ramsay screaming, You are an idiot sandwich! Probably after De Gea Howler. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody Ramsay. Uh, Connor from Dublin emailed in saying, I think I would hire myself as a ball boy or steward for my club Shamrock Rovers. That's an interesting take on it. This means I'll be able to watch live football and not through a TV or mobile screen. We have AC Milan coming next Thursday in the Europa League. What a bonus that is! What well, a Connor, Connor, you're in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, lovely old job, mm. that. Um, do you know what? I the, the other celebrity spot that, again, two friends of mine, I've just realised, there's two different people, yeah. saw, now this is a little bit more, you've, wait for me to finish, outside uh, in central London, yeah. I don't know if, the, uh, McDonald's on Leicester Square. Right. Central, if anyone's been out of central, I'm sure they're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Um, just e- eating their uh, McDonald's outside, mm-hmm. don't know what it was, Vish, but I don't think it was a fellow of Fish. Right. Um, uh, limousine outside window goes down Stan Collymore inside okay don't worry it's not one of those stories and he goes um, oh, anyway I can get a burger around here lads and they're sort of like yeah there's <laughs> McDonald's there and then, he, and, he, and then he just like waves a Big Mac in the air and just goes cheers and the window goes up that happened to two people I know in two separate occasions is that Stan Collymore's big joke yes I think right, so okay. how weird is that uh, quite weird. It's yeah, a, it's, it's a really bit like weird. Chris Eubank apparently used to drive his kind of like four by four lorry up and down the coastal road in Brighton on a Friday Saturday night, beeping everybody. Yeah, <laughs> Bill, Bill <laughs> Nye, Bill Nye roll, that... roll, roll, rolling around um, Soho is uh, is a is, is that a quite enjoyable? <laughs> it's quite. He just does it a lot. He just Bill Nye, of... the science guy. Uh, no, no. Oh, am I am I getting confused? No, no, Bill Nye in Bill uh, Nye Love, Love Actually. Yeah, who's the other oh, Nye? Okay. Who's the, who's the science Kira, guy? Nye. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're related. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end of the topics. We concentrate on the topics. We're pretty good to many topics today. Do get your suggestions in for the topics this week by either emailing a show at footballrambledaily.com or via Twitter using the hashtag RambleTopics. Right, gentlemen, good news. Uh, September is the month that we're in, and football will be shown live on TV. It's happening! All 28 games Come in on. the Premier League will be televised, mm. with Burnley and Leicester even appearing on the British Broadcasting Corporation, Vish. Yeah, poor bastards. <laughs> they always get the weird ones, don't they? Brendan um, Rogers, Leicester. Sean Dyche's Burnley. What a treat for the households know. of Great Britain. Now that you put it like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, um, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the... Um, yeah, this is this is quite a this is a nice move. Although I do wonder how we come out from it because obviously no no generally because we're talking about the pandemic or well well yeah of course ultimately but, but ultimately if they're going to show every game on TV mm. at what point do they start 
kind of stripping back and, and yes. because people are going to be used to this by five, now. five minute preview <laughs> well, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. well I, think, I think they do that in the NBA now I think you can watch like part of an NBA the end part of an NBA game okay. or you can watch the first part and then you can choose to buy it oh really uh, yeah. nice uh, but the I don't know I just, I just think it'd be really interesting how we come out of this because more people are watching football now because it's ubiquitous and teams who mm-hmm. aren't usually on TV are having that and then at the same time they probably need to cut it all off when people are allowed back into the stadium because the big money spinner for a lot of clubs is yeah. having fans in the ground and obviously just because it's Premier League teams it doesn't mean it doesn't affect everyone lower down yeah. who yeah. would normally go to those sure. games but might actually choose to watch you know Liverpool City on TV instead mm. so yeah they're, they're in a weird spot I think well the, the Premier League said it was considering appropriate appropriate arrangements for October games well, well, especially it's weird because well, so it'll, so it'll, it'll start to be phased out presumably, but mm. obviously we're not going to have capacity crowds at these mm. at these things. So if you've got a season ticket or you want to, mm-hmm. you are the sort of person who would be going to every match, even if you were just buying a, a ticket week by week, you're not going to get to see your team. And, yeah. and, and this, the situation as it was last week, where um, football matches were going to be taking place and nobody will have, you know, that said Schrodinger's cat of football. Where yeah. It's like, did Newcastle get beaten by West Ham or did West Ham <laughs> uh, uh, beat know, themselves? <laughs> <laughs> it will be definitely be the latter yeah uh, but yeah it, it's 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 a weird situation very very strange situation. well it is yeah i mean we should stress that most of the games won't be on terrestrial tv of course no but yeah, but, yeah. but yeah. I, th- I think what needs to i think it pulls into stark um relief that the it's actually quite a strange situation that we've got four uh four well three or four um competing broadcasters um where we have to sign up for everyone's individual thing mm-hmm. on the chance that your team might be playing so what will happen is the, the, the you know the, the, the there will be a Premier League network eventually that they sell their own product on, um, but then where's the bidding was going to come from? So so presumably the Premier League would be would probably stick with what they've got. Mm. But COVID has made a mockery of it all. It has. It really has. And the Chinese have just went, we're not paying for it anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Well, that, that's what you know. You you're um, well up on media rights and things like that. I wondered where. What is the end game of all this? Because mm. I assumed it would be that Premier League network, but as you said, I don't know if it makes financial sense. Would, for, yeah. Well, um, I think I think the um, uh, I'm going to bring it back to wrestling. But when <laughs> Vince McMahon moved uh, the WWE stuff on the network and put all the pay per views on the network, you didn't have the broadcasting. You know, all of the broadcasters mm-hmm. in, in in Mexico and Japan and and, mm-hmm. and Europe they weren't paying massive amounts of money to to have these to to give people access to these pay per views, mm-hmm. and you weren't dropping forty quid on watching the Undertaker be shit. <laughs> so uh, you, you so you're in a situation where you put everything on the network, and then you are in a situation where you are not making quite as much money, so they are, they've yeah. discovered that it's not as big a money spinner as you think, and I think the Premier League might be in the similar sort of situation. It's a very naive uh-huh. um, position to be in because obviously um, internet piracy is so easy and so mm-hmm. ubiquitous and, and everywhere, um, but th- there will have to be a more unified grown-up solution to this because having three or four broadcasters with varying degrees of accessibility on your mobile devices. It just doesn't work for it. Certainly doesn't work for me. Yeah, so I think I'd pay a ridiculous amount of money for it all. So to answer your question, Vishen, you know how could it change? What I gathered about Pete there is you won't get a Premier League trophy anymore. You get a belt. Yes, yeah. that's how. That's what's yeah. going on. Triple, Triple H does that actually. He makes yeah. belts for world champions and, and that teams be, that do really well. Do you not yeah. think that would be better? You can clock with a big gold belt going, yeah. Instead of the FA Cup final. Instead they're on the touchline. Money, in, money in the bank. You've got to get on a big ladder and grab a, <laughs> yeah. grab a suitcase well, for, like, for a chance at the FA Cup final. And then, and then the League Cup is the, do you remember the 24-7 belt? 
Right. Okay. Like oh, any, any time. Yeah. 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 You can. You if you grab Jurgen Klopp in a supermarket, mm. you can take a pot shot of the League Cup yeah. final. Yeah. But instead of pinning him, you'd have to like he'd have to go and go, and you have to score past him, but yes. without him knowing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or, or he doesn't know where the goal is. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Nice. If that if that became in fashion, I think a Premier League side would quickly get Diego Simeone's manager. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. yes yeah. Who's most likely to have a knife on him? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> once, once we've got the belt, no one's taking it off us. <laughs> the whole season on the touchline. With the belt, you know, giving it the big one. How good would that be for, for the League Cup if Atletico Madrid won the League yes! Cup? Yes! <laughs> I'd have it. Remember when Zidane's trousers exploded? He could have done with about that there. Yeah. <laughs> exploded isn't the word I would use, but. They I'm... absolutely <laughs> exploded, Marcus. It's like an airbag going off. I mean, I was just thinking of trouser explosion. Zidane's <laughs> oh, oh, trousers exploded. Moves very unneatly to Aston Villa. Ollie Watkins having a medal. Uh, medal? Uh, well, maybe. Mm, he could produce. He, he could help them uh, there. Uh, my goodness, they need it but he's having a medical uh, at Villa 33 million pounds is what uh, is being reported at the moment it's not signed sealed <laughs> this, is old, this is old school Villa yes Villa, the... <laughs> Villa leads above the suggestion where they go, we're gonna spend big <laughs> did they I mean yes they they 33 million pounds I mean <laughs> I know excessive. transfer they don't make any sense especially mm. when it comes to Premier League clubs Peter yeah but that is that is a huge figure for a championship striker. I know he was, you know, but he what wasn't a, even what a fee. Yeah, I mean, Fish, he's, uh, you saw a little bit of him last season, as we all did, playing for Brentford in a in a in a in a, in a good side that came up short just about, unfortunately mm. for them. Um, I, I think that's a lot of money for a player who quite clearly fitted a particular style and system in the championship. It's a huge gamble that from Villa. It's a good signing, but that kind of money. Yeah, I, I suppose a gamble in the sense that, given the current climate, you wonder, you know, maybe we could add an extra ten million on that in terms of the impact it will have on Aston Villa going forward and how much they'll be able to spend, and mm-hmm. and therefore how much they need this to go well. Yeah. I mean, that goes without saying, obviously. Um, but we always talk about on the show the the premium on strikers, the lack of goal scoring strikers, yeah. and Aston Villa's big issue last year was that they created chances and they just couldn't really finish them. You know, Wesley was a bit of a mm-hmm. Bit of a damn squib, um, and I think when you, when you look at Watkins and how he played last year, I'm I'm going to liken him to Fernando Torres in that in the Championship specifically when you look at his 26 goals, they were very you know he, he's very good in the air, he's got a fair view headers, he's also very efficient in the way mm-hmm. um, he deals with the ball at his mm-hmm. feet, gets into great positions, and if you look at that you know that Villa midfield behind him and potential service he might get from out wide. And Grealish could, is still an Aston Villa player. Grealish is still an Aston Villa player. They've obviously signed Matty Cash yeah. as uh, right back from Nottingham Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does it does make sense. No, the signing, I, it just yeah. the, the price, I'm slightly like... Mm, well, when know. they're looking at like uh, Rian Brewster, who does have a little bit of Premier League yep. um, uh, experience, and you know that's 20 million, and Liverpool are insisting on having a buyback Mm-hmm. Uh, clause put in you just sort of go I mean Villa I think teams um, know that Villa have got a bit of cash so that it's just driving up the price and yeah. driving up the price and I think that's why we're, we're seeing that yeah. sum I was quite pleased actually you mentioned Liverpool and Brewster that they that they are allowing him to go they're getting mm. the buy back because obviously believe in him but allow a young player to allow it allow, allow a young it. player to go because you think about the way Chelsea do things and low knees and so on and even Arsenal you know Emiliano Martinez you know how many loan spells he had and mm. so on and, and so forth I'm, I'm glad that you, you can put potentially put down roots at another club you know you mm. are 
you will be signed to them and that is your, your team. You won't sort of think, oh, I'll play for these and will I get back there and, and so well, on. Well, isn't so. that exactly what a buyback loss is giving him, though? No, but but <laughs> but, but it, well, that's sort of saying, you know, we believe in this young man, but he is also... More than a lonely. <laughs> Speaking of Martinez, the Villa were, were sniffing around him as well. Mm. I'd like to see him get some first-team football more so because obviously uh, Leno uh, sort of coming back in contention for Arsenal this coming season. But Martinez, I mean... That you know, mentioned Cody's post match. That post match after the FA Cup fish was one of the moments of the of the lockdown. You could argue. Yeah, no, it was very, it was very lovely. And and to be fair, you know, he he used the opportunity to put himself in the shop window, and he did. Yeah, and he did. And and also, you know, I think Arsenal will do right by him to let him go because mm. you know, be upfront with him, say he's not going to start, but you know, give him every chance to move on to a club that he wants to go to. Because wherever he'll go, he'll be first choice. And um, yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, yeah. One of his teammates, current teammates, he's still an Arsenal player, Hector Bayerin. Have you seen this? Investing in Forest Green Rovers, Peter. Mm. This is up your straza because you love the environment just as much as the next man. And sexy boys. And sexy boys. <laughs> um, yeah, he's become the second largest shareholder in League Two's Forest Green, the fully vegan uh, football club, of course, the world's first carbon neutral sports club. How about that? If FIFA have given them a ringing endorsement as well. Hector Bayern is just one of those kind of men that you're just, oh, you're just perfect. Everything yeah, about yeah. you. But what he did to Han Solo, your, though. All, <laughs> <laughs> all of your decisions that you have made in the past five years have been spotless. Yeah? Would you like to name some of those decisions? Mainly his fashion sense. Okay. Yeah. Some of the clothes, the hair, <laughs> some of the tats. Well, and now this one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, incredible. Forest Green are showing others the way. So many people feel there's no solution to the world problems, but Forrest Green are already doing plenty. Um, yeah, he'll work alongside Dale Vince, the chairman, uh, raising the environmental agenda well, in football. He spoke about watching a, a video. Um, I can't remember who actually put the video together, but they um, kind of figured out the topography of where all of the clubs in the Football League mm-hmm. are located. And I think out of the however many there are, I think 23 of them would be underwater by 2050 if things keep on going as the, as the way they mm-hmm. are. And he said that affected them. Um, pretty badly so like he he I, I think it's kind of a, the, the paucity or the, or the lack of um, uh, leadership on a governmental level and I've said this before um, footballers are stepping up to the plate where our political leaders aren't and it's incredibly inspirational to, mm-hmm. to, to younger generations it's inspirational to us like Mm-hmm. This is exactly how we should be using our platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of football... And wee-wee with jokes and poo-poo jokes. <laughs> yeah. well, a, lot of t- a lot of teams do often, it's like they are treading water fish, but if their stadium's flooded, it would give them mm. an excuse, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would, yeah. 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 Are you just waiting I mean, like I mean, a, a, a Mark, Mark Fish? Are you kind of... Oh, a good one, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mark Fish. Um, <laughs> I, I had nothing. I had nothing there. I had absolutely nothing there. Svenjor and Ericsson was on the show yesterday, Vish. <laughs> Have a bit of respect. And you're bringing in Mark Vish. By the way, I appreciate everybody tweeting me about that. If you missed, I, I don't know if it was on today, but it yeah. certainly was on yesterday. If you, if you skip the advert, you're an imbecile. Oh, dear. oh wow. Oh, dearie me. Svenjor and Ericsson if you want, on the football ramble. If you want to hear, and it's only for a brief moment, and that's all I need, <laughs> me mentioning uh, uh, Sven living in Thailand with two ladies, yeah. then uh, then. Do listen tomorrow. Yesterday's. So. He said, "I'm getting a bit older." I, I was expecting him to say, "Don't you want to Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me, um, uh, gentlemen. Are you aware of Kieran Amos or no. Amos? Amos. Yeah, maybe Peter. I'm, I'm aware of him from. Uh, the, I've just been informed of him uh, from Twitter from a new story from the BBC website that was retweeted mm-hmm. uh, on, on Twitter by a, a friend. Yeah, where a, friend. a man under lockdown. 
Good footballer. Mm-hmm. Lost seven stone. Amateur footballer. Semi-pro. Amateur footballer. Semi-pro. Something he lost like something like seven stone under lockdown yeah. uh, to return to the football field. And again, an inspiration as I drink my full fat cook yeah. <laughs> at 11 o'clock in the morning. He scored a hat-trick. Yeah. And he's a defender as well, right? I think he might be, yeah. Right. At, the, at that level, though. Yeah, I'm just done it. I don't know. It happens. You such a misery guts you are. This man has lost... I've, I've just elucidated. I've explained. I've, I've given you the exposition you needed, Marcus. You just threw it over to me. Also, Have you heard this block? Well, I Se- think so. Centre-halves all around the country at yeah. amateur level getting hat-tricks. Headers. At volleys. <laughs> I love the way you've corners. You, massively, you, you really built him up and then you scythed him down. <laughs> well, it's not that big an achievement, to be honest. Yeah, Go back on the burgers, Amos. <laughs> but no, that, I mean, it was an incredible story because, about, so like, obviously I had heard him because he, he's in the running order, mm. but just like re- reading a bit around it mm-hmm. about how he had quite a serious injury, hence why he fell out, yeah. fell out of the game right. and put on all this way. And, you know, a lot of people... He he could have been that person who sat in the pub being like, "Well, mm. I could have made it if yeah. I." And and what he did is he turned himself around in these. And he's got himself a mention on the football yeah. ramble. I mean, what more do you want? Knighthood is the only way. I mean, my to go from there. My lockdown started with me wondering, you know, what I'm going to do with my job, and ended with me on the football ramble. Yeah. I would say he's one <laughs> up on me. Yeah, only I had to dress just... that one up as a sideways move, isn't it? <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> oh dear! Before we go, Peter, did you see Andy Carroll taking videos of new Newcastle United players and? Yeah. And old Newcastle United. I, I fear that they've fallen into the background. <laughs> As in Andy Carroll. Yeah, Callum Wilson next to Matt Ritchie. Oh, I cannot stop looking at pictures of Wilson. I cannot Andy stop. Andy made the point yesterday, didn't he, that he, he looks fabulous in the He Newcastle looks kit. brilliant. It's yeah. like they poured him into that uh, kit. Fantastic. <laughs> Number nine. Come on! Matt Ritchie's still there as well. I know. I love Matt. Again, one of my players of the season last season. I think he's, he he deserves uh, to, to, to stay at Newcastle. He deserves to stay in the Premier League, in my opinion. I bloody love Matt Ritchie. I was Ritchie. reading a piece the other day saying that Steve Bruce is the hero in all this because he's managed to basically get uh, Mike Ashley to cough up a few quid. And they yeah. made some good signing. I mean, that's what I mean. Callum Wilson, okay, he's been injured a lot, but he is an England international Premier League player, and he goes for what twenty million quid. Mm-hmm. You compare that to say the, the Ollie Watkins one. That's why I was a little bit surprised. Yeah, you know uh, I mean? that's fair. Though. It's obviously you know Callum Wilson's had his injury problems mm-hmm. as well, but yeah, no, I think he's a great signing. I was going to just jump off the back of Pete's point about how beautiful Callum Wilson is and say that. He, he, he's got the face that was drawn by Disney isn't he? <laughs> yes, he is, and then like yeah. conversely you know sat next to Matt Ritchie who looks like he was drawn by the creators of South Park <laughs> <laughs> but like but you know he's there's very right. little definition in, in, in Ritchie's face is it yeah just anger mm. you know yeah my goodness well what a way to finish the second half I think uh, for Matt Ritchie there ladies and gentlemen it's been a pleasure talking to you on, on tomorrow's show of course we have Kate we have Jim and we have Vish again I'm going to stay here yeah, stay yeah. The night. couldn't get that another today could you um, so there we are uh, it's been an absolute pleasure Vish say cheerio cheerio Pete say goodbye sayonara goodbye love that and it's goodbye from me everybody see you tomorrow this was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network 